Good evening, good evening on the first Sunday in 2013 here at the 6 p.m. service. Trust you had a phenomenal day and a phenomenal week so far. Oh my word, the first, the second and the third. And I said this morning, the third is always resurrection power. Somebody say resurrection power. Because we speak for this whole month of January about the principle of first. First things first. A lot of people want God's deeds to operate in their lives, but they don't know God's ways. And this is what God wants you to understand. Now, 2021 is a fresh start, a new beginning. And I said this morning, get the junk out of the trunk of 2020. You're out of that swamp and out of that situation. And now that we enter into something fresh and something new. Now, your attitude towards what you're going through and how you see this year is the altitude that you will fly. So if you don't fly <laughs> very high, it's because your attitude actually cripples you. Now the scripture is so full of word to help us. Word explain word and word declare word. And when I understand what the word is saying, then I can apply the principle and the principles work. Now we had a great result and I had phenomenal reaction via WhatsApp and the messenger about this morning service. And we apologize that it's a split of the two because of the internet. Everybody, everywhere people are complaining. But tonight I'm going to be hit the devil with a short stick and give you that powerful spiritual injection that you can face and lift your head high and say, I may have had a few setbacks in life, but my comeback is greater than any setback that there is. Now, this is so phenomenal. And we pray for everybody that's sick and going to hospital and that must diagnose. It's not a death sentence. The word of God must bow to every diagnosis what people ever experience. And if we graduate, my word, <laughs> then heaven wins and the kingdom of darkness loose <laughs> because it doesn't have that opponent <laughs> that can oppose him any longer. Now, we spoke this morning on Psalm chapter number 3, verse 11. If the foundation is demolished, listen, what will the righteous do? Now, this morning, I help you to understand about the principle of first and first things first with God, because this is a year to decree what next you want in life. God's word in his mouth is as powerful as God's word in your mouth. That's why he said, I lay my words in your mouth. So be cautious what you speak. Because we are in the suddenly time frames of God. We hardly speak about seasons. We call it climate change is happening. Where God expedite things. And you're going to see this year what God's got. It's going to be a great year. Don't be bothered about what the enemy says. And uh, uh, even if the storm and the flood tries to come. 
Stand on the word because you have a powerful <laughs> armor that God gave you. And that's what he wants you to do because God never called us only to make heaven. Oh, my word. I was in that mindset for years because remember, I came out of the 60s in the Pentecostal churches and I was figuring 52 years I'm going in of serving God. And many years a pastor, <laughs> oh my word, until I understood suddenly not only the deeds, but God's ways. We need to have God's ways because God has a made-up mind about you. I was thinking, he used a financial term. He redeemed you. <laughs> he paid for you. And when he paid for you, he wants to be Lord over your life. The one that can control and direct you. And uh, I've said it during the keys of faith, what I do in the week. God doesn't have a university of sickness, of poverty, of bad experiences, of depression and oppression and stripping. Oh my word, that's one that charismatics and Pentecostal use all the time. God stripped me. Man, it's unbiblical. God cannot strip you. He doesn't use strip and sickness and money issues and work issues and business issues and ministry issues. To teach you a lesson. No, he didn't say sickness will lead you and poverty will lead you and oh my word and bad experiences. He said, My Holy Spirit will lead you. He's the Spirit of truth and he will lead you and guide you in all the truth. Now, I want to help you with truth because many times our lives spin out of divine order into chaos. And there's one principle, one scripture. One principle that can bring you in that divine alignment so that you can understand God's method, God's way of doing things, God's will. God only has and has a good, acceptable, and a perfect will for your life. That's all what God has. He doesn't have all these bad things that people try to color in and paint it with a paintbrush and say, God is now. No, no, no. You and I decide. Near you is the word, Deuteronomy chapter 30, in your mouth, in your mind, and in your heart. You choose between life and death, the curse and the blessing. And then he says, this is how you choose the life and the blessing, by loving the Lord your God. You see, the principles of the word <laughs> it stand forever. It's engraved in stone, set in cement. You can never change it. A method may change, but a principle can never change. And that's the problem we have. People try to change the principle to fit their method. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. God wants you to experience that life and life in abundance. Now, let me just touch on what I said this morning. Maybe you didn't tune in. And God wants you to enjoy this journey in life. Life is not burdensome. My word. Because wouldn't it be nice, I said this morning, to know where you're going in 2021 in life. Yeah, everybody said, yes, 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 I would like to know. 
because the fortune teller said and the that said and the prophet said. Now I ask, wouldn't it be nice if you can know where God is heading with you and what God has planned for 2021 in your life? I didn't say what Satan has planned, what God has planned. And the John 10, 10 B section, I, Jesus speaking, now this is foundational. We're speaking about foundational stuff. Because if the foundation is overthrown or demolished or weakened, what will the righteous do? And that's the strategy of the enemy. Because foundation, you build a structure on a strong foundation. And how stronger the foundation, how higher the building can go. So if you don't have a strong foundation in your life, you're heading for limited potential. While God says you have unlimited potential. John's revelation of 1 John 4, 4. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. More for you than against you. God didn't change. He still sits on the throne. You're going to see how God executes his word on the face of the earth. That's why everything that can be shaken is busy shaken, but you who built on the firm foundation, you will re- receive the reward and experience life. Jesus said, I came that you might have life. Have it hell in abundance. <laughs> have it to the overflow. Have the Zoe life of God as God has it right now. Wow, that qualifies you, what Jesus said. Now, this is a phenomenal thing because (laughs) the word abundant or abundance means to get there and enjoy the journey. And you can. (laughs) Oh, my word. (laughs) That's not maybe you think. uh, I wonder if it's going to work. Is it really the truth? Now, we've all been there. God, where are you? Are you real? (laughs) <laughs> that's when the foundations start cracking and you're not bold on that firm foundation. <laughs> and you say, wait, if that is so, why is my life going through all what I'm going through right now? <laughs> oh, my word, I am struggling to survive. Now, God never called you in survival mode. He called you in significant, effective successful, significant. I don't only use the word success because I know a lot of successful people, but they're not significant. God has this life for you. And people say, oh my word, I, I, I never have enough stamina and energy and uh, I'm emotional in a, a basket case. Don't worry, Moses was the first one. And um, <laughs> I, I'm not connected to the right people and We have all those excuses. Excuses are when we trap on the booby trap of the enemy to rob us us from our God-given focus. Focus is the most powerful tool in this end time. Now, listen, this is the thing that we need to do. Find out what's God's plan for your life. And we use the scripture, and you can go, and I... Think there's a thousand or something views already 
Oh, that's not about the views who imply or who apply the word of God. Because what we need to understand, if the foundation are destroyed, that's what Satan is after, to destroy the foundation. And I'm going to help you with that with scripture tonight. What can the righteous do? Or what has he, the righteous one, brought and accomplished? Now, Satan's plan is always a booby trap. (laughs) Oh, my word. And there's things that we need to deal with. Now, your your, your purpose for this year is not to lose weight only (laughs) or to get more money. No, it's to live out your God-given detailed plan, what God has for you. Now, the prophecy words went out and what God is going to do, it's a year of decree. It's the year of sowing and reaping. It's a Amos <laughs> 19 story, this, where the reapers will overtake the sowers. Wow. In other words, <laughs> Pastor Lee said, in gathering and sammeling, it means the year of the harvest. You get what you say. You reap what you sow. <laughs> That's a very important question and thing that, but listen, this is the simple principle from God's word that holds your answer tonight. Isn't it amazing? We are in the first Sunday in the 21st century, <laughs> in 2021st. Come on, somebody. The first day of the week, Sunday. <laughs> oh, my word. Now, this is amazing. In the first month of the year that we share this principle, right timing. Now, the answer is in the simple scripture. I explained this morning from Ephesians, uh, Matthew chapter 4, 4, man shall not live from bread alone, but from every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Verse 19 of chapter 4, follow me as my disciples and let me be your guide. <laughs> oh my word, <laughs> and I will make you. <laughs> so I need to be a disciple. I need to let him be the guide of my life. Then I will become a true fisher of men. And then in chapter five, six, seven, he starts speaking about the Beatitudes, what we call the constitution for every born again Christian. That speaks about kingdom lifestyle, kingdom living. How should a disciple of Jesus live? (laughs) And he talks about love there. And he talks about you, the salt of the earth and the the light of the world. Oh, my word. And then in chapter 6, verse 33, and that's where we're going to pick up. Then he's speaking about this phenomenal thing. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. He says, and then everything will be added unto you. From above verse uh, uh, 33, talks about you cannot serve mammon and God at the same time. So he talks about money issues. Talks about what you will eat and drink and how you will be clothed and how you worry. And all these, (laughs) my word, garbage, penny nonsense. 
And then he says, the Amplified, seek first the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things, how God operate, what is God's will, God's method, God's program. That's what you need to seek. And then you do it just as like. Because that's the only guarantee. Because in chapter 8, there's a twist. And then he starts speaking about the harvest. Chapter 9, the last two verses. Jesus was moved with compassion. He felt sorry because everybody, they were in distress and they were oppressed and depressed and compressed. Why? Because Jesus said they were like sheep without a shepherd. Let me read it to you. Oh, my word. This is so phenomenal. Listen what happened there in in chapter 9. And the scripture says, he went, he, he went into the cities and everything, verse 35, 36. When he saw the throngs, he was moved with pity and sympathy for them because they were bewildered. That's now God's people. Harassed, distressed, and dejected and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. That's in the Bible. <laughs> and then in verse 38, so pray. That's the prayer for 2021. That's the prayer of intercession. So pray to the Lord of the harvest. To whom does the harvest belong? Who's the Lord of the harvest? Jesus. Pray the Lord of the harvest to force out. Ah, force them out. Push them out. Recruit them and force them out. And thrust laborers into his harvest. Chapter 10, verse 1. And Jesus summoned to his, his 12 disciples, not 30, not 40, not 50, not 10, not 11, 12. And gave them power and authority <laughs> over unclean spirits to drive them out, to cure all kinds of disease and all kinds of weakness and infirmity. That's your kingdom mission. So here we have, man shall not live from bread alone. Follow me as my disciples. Listen, and let me be your guide. Then I'll make you fishers of men. Chapter 5, 6, 7, the Beatitudes, my word. What we need to do and what we're supposed not to do. And then he keeps on speaking. But in that verse 33 of 6, seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom, his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. What was Jesus talking about? He was talking about kingdom alignment. How to get your life out of disorder into order. Is there's the word first. Seek first. So the principle of first, first things first. What do you do if you want to build a building? First, a foundation. That's foundational. <laughs> That's foundational. And you cannot change the foundation. Because here, what Paul was addressing the Christians in Corinth and, uh, oh my word, and he had a word for them. And first in the church in Rome, Paul was explaining. Now remember, we're talking about Jesus, our perfect model. Say he's my model, your perfect model. <laughs> he 
He says in 1 Corinthians 3.11, he says, for no one, <laughs> that no one, no one, no one, not a prophet, not an apostle, not another revelation, not another book, not another experience, not, blah, 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 blah. he said, no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Wow. Your perfect model. What if my life is not going as the scripture says and I desire it to go? Then somewhere I'm missing something in my foundation that doesn't help me to build a strong life. Because when I try to build it, the foundation will crack and can be destroyed. Because remember Psalm 311, and this is the key word. Now, nobody can lay another foundation than what was already laid by Jesus Christ, our model. Now listen what our model comes to explain to us. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. In other words, it's in the foundation. Because Jesus just called his disciples. The Bible was, when, was not written in chapters and verses. The translators did that. And Jesus modeled God's divine order to demonstrate Satan's defeat. He said in John 10, a section, verse 10, the thief only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Then he modeled and demonstrated God's will for your life. But I have come to lay the foundation. I have come that you might have life. Oh, Zoe, as God has it right now, but have it how? In abundance, to the overflow. God is not against you having things and being prosperous and blessed and operate in the peace of God. He wants you to have it for kingdom purposes, but he wants you to put him first and he must remain first. Now let me rush to the end of this. Because in Romans chapter 11, verse 16, New King James Version, show us about the principle of first. For if the first fruits are holy, <coughs> the lump is also holy. If the what? The first fruits. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. That's the principle of First, I'm going to show you in a few minutes how Jesus was the first fruit. <laughs> so first things first flows out of a love for God, that you love him above anything. Say to love God above anything. Remember when the lawyer came to Jesus and he said, and some scripture says, a rabbi, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, your soul, and with all of your strength. So it means I am a complete person, every part of me. I cannot just love God with my mind, 
but not completely with my heart because my heart is the section that's connected to the spirit world. My body is to let me connect to the physical world. Between the spiritual world and the physical world is a mind. That's the axle. And if the axle, the mind is messed up, my spirit is going to be put a, a temper on and my natural mind or natural life will be in a disaster because now I'm not led by the spirit. I'm led by emotions and by money and by opportunity and I want to be famous and who, how many that and who recognize me and how much money and I'll chase the wrong things. But God said, if you first seek the kingdom, then all these other things, houses, cars, land, money, jobs, businesses, whatever you need will be added unto you. Oh my word, that is so phenomenal. Listen, 1 John chapter 5 from verse 1 to 4 explain to us something. Because a lot of people say it's difficult to serve God. It's difficult. This principle of first, I don't think I can do it. It's so difficult. It's not. Because John comes and he tells us how we can demonstrate the principle of first. Listen what he says. Everyone who believes in verse 1 adheres to trust and relies on the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, is a born-again child of God. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the one born of him, his offspring. By this we come to know, recognize and understand that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey his commands, his orders, his charges. And when we keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and his teachings. For the true love of God is this, the truth, the fact that I love God truthfully. Not that my heart is one side, my mind another side, and I honor him with lips and my heart is far away from him. Jesus made that statement. For the true love of God, verse number three, is this, that we do. <laughs> that we what? That we do his commands, keep his ordinances, and are mindful of his precepts and teachings. Now, John was sitting there when Jesus shared Matthew 6, 33. He said his precepts and teachings and these orders of his, his instructions are not irksome, burdensome or oppressive or grievous. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. One translation says, the fact that we can do all these things is because we love him. And that's what John says in the Amplified Translation. Then he says, For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world, the cosmos system, 
the thing we live in right now. He says, and this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. (laughs) Because in your foundation, the just shall live by faith. Oh, my word. And if he withdraw himself, separate himself from the faith life, my soul shall not take any pleasure in him. Wow. So here we have truth tonight. That scripture that helps us to understand this great concept of the principle of first. Now, let me come to the conclusion of this. Because God's divine and only order is by putting God first. Order means the accurate arrangement of things. In other words, your mind is not cluttered. You don't have a clutter. You see, we clutter ourselves so negative with what's going on. And the doom prophets and God's people that say, uh, uh, virus number five is coming. Now we are in two and there's a three and there's a four. And stop that nonsense. Because we need to operate. If it comes, it's not supposed to affect us. My word, we're supposed to have the mind of Christ to look from God's perspective of things. If I die, just graduation day. <laughs> oh, my word. I want to sulk this afternoon about my sister. And, you know, I love my sister. And this was very interesting. And suddenly it came to me. My word, she's in a much better place than what we are. If you lost a child, a family member, they're much better off than what we are if they died in Christ. No pain, no sorrow, no heartaches, no financial trouble, not battle to pay the lights and the water and <laughs> what shall we eat and what shall we drink? No, they with Jesus. Phenomenal. And they there as conquerors, as overcomers. Nobody in Christ died defeated. Cancer can eat up the body. But you're not defeated. You die as more than a conqueror. God's champion. Even if they die of COVID. More than a conqueror. It's just this earthen thing. To grasp this. Now, this is the thing. You need to understand the heart of what Jesus was sharing. Because the accurate arrangement of things. It's amazing when your life spins out if you violate of not putting God first in everything. Then suddenly everything degrades to another area and your life starts spinning out of order and it ends up in chaos. And the only way how to come out of chaos, put God first. He wants to be first in everything of your life. Now, this is the thing. The first governs what happens to the rest. I was reading out of the book of Romans. It says, for if the first fruit that Jesus is holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. That's the principle of first. It means the principle of first, listen, it governs the rest. 
It means all first belongs to God. And that word, when I make him or put everything, God above everything and his first, it means I honor. It's got to do with honor. Before I give anything, I first need to give myself. Because if he's got you, he's got everything. God is after you. doesn't need your money. doesn't need it. It's not a need of it. <laughs> God really don't need us, but he wants us. That's the difference. He wants us. That's why Jesus paid the price. Now, you must love God. Because that's where Jesus shared that in Mark chapter 20, 12 and in verse 28. Love the Lord your God, all of your heart, all of your strength, all of your mind. Love him with everything. And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. And these two commandments, instructions, hangs all the prophets and the whole law. So if I don't do it out of a love for God first, out of honor, I'm building a life with hay, stubble, and wood, and fire consumes that. Now, you, you, th this, this, this is where I want to get serious for the next 10 minutes, and I trust in we finish. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, 4, by faith, Abel offered to God. You remember there was two brothers, Cain and Abel. <coughs> Abel, by faith, sacrificed. And God said, every first thing is mine. But his brother Cain didn't. <laughs> he did it in the process of time. He first eat some of the vegetables and the fruit or whatever he sacrificed. And he didn't first give it to God because God said, I want to be first before Epsa and Standard Bank and NetBank and Edgars and Zara and uh, YDE, Young Designers Emporium. <laughs> And Ali Fruit Shops and the Blow Vunkelki and Pick and Pay and the liquor store. Oh my word, I'm so shocked how people line up in front of the liquor store. And some of them you can see they don't even have money. <laughs> Fed up with the devil, messing the people. But God said, I want to be first. And this is what Abel did. Because why? Listen, Abel was a man of faith. Hebrews 11 talks about the heroes. Why it takes faith to give God your first. It doesn't, <coughs> it doesn't take faith to pay bills because you're obligated. Otherwise, you've got a knock or a letter or some summons. And then give unto God from the leftovers. No, it costs faith to give God first of everything. The whole point, the whole thing, what we're sharing in this month of being blessed is to walk by faith. Now, in Exodus chapter 13, verse 1, there's a phenomenal instruction God gave Moses. Now, remember, the people loved his deeds, but they didn't know his ways. God showed Moses his ways, and this is the way of God. You cannot change it. Well, it's Old Testament. You know, we have those people. 
No, the Old Testament is a shadow of what's really happening in the New Testament and verse of Isa. The Lord said to Moses, Sanctify, consecrate, set apart to me all the firstborn males, whatever is first to open the womb amongst the Israelites, both of man and of beast is mine. First is God, belongs to him. What if the prophet told the widow, bring me first a cake, then you will see how God will open the floodgates. There's a principle you need to grasp, the foundation. Verse number 11. And when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he promised the promised land, and swore to you and your fathers, and shall give it to you. So you're destined for the promised land. You've heard me saying, Egypt. The land of not enough. Wilderness, the land of just enough. It's time to get out of that wilderness. (laughs) To be in the land of more than enough. You shall set apart to the Lord. Now they've passed. When they go through the Jordan, this is what God said, what needs to happen. All that first opens the womb. All the firstlings of your livestock that are made shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey, an unclean animal, you shall redeem it by substituting it for a lamb. Or if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck, and every firstborn among your sons shall you redeem. Ooh, listen to this. Very important. God said the first, (laughs) by word, redeems everything. And if it's uh, unclean, a donkey, whatever he said, redeem it by a lamb. In other words, the first determines what happens with the rest. And this is the thing that we need to understand. He speaks about the promised land and then what you need to do. In other words, you lose it if you don't redeem it. You lose the significance, the value, the impact, the power, the production, the harvest it can produce if you don't redeem it. This is how you redeem it. By making it, it's God. God is first. Giving the first portion to God. Now, People say, oh, it's money, money. Man, do with your money just what you want to. I know the principle work. Not only money, it's you. God wants you first, above everything. He doesn't want you to love cars and, and <laughs> I love markets and markets and, and money and fame and things above him. He said, I want to be first. Now, would you like to redeem your 2021? I give you the key, my word. How do you do that? How do I redeem my 2021? By giving the first portion to God. You redeem every day. Every day. By giving the first portion of the day to God. It will birth right decisions and take you in dimensions you've never been in before. It will let you go in the right direction. (laughs) Now, guess what? If you don't redeem it, come on, somebody. (laughs) 
you're going to lose it. That's the scary part. Cain, his brother, he didn't have a heart for God. Abel had the heart. And when I share in this month about the heart of first and that you need to understand, I'll just touch on something. And Cain said, yeah, God said, but I'll do it my way. <laughs> I know many people who try to do things to work life their way. That's why the church world all over the world is in a mess. We're in trouble. God depends on us. Ezekiel are standing. You that Ezekiel and blow over the dead bones, the army of God. And it's only going to happen by putting God first again and comes out of your chaos and disorder in life. Now Cain said, yeah, God said it, but I'll do it my way. So he did the right action, but he did it with the wrong heart in the wrong time. He did it in the time of his decision and not where God is first. And he was actually saying, I'm smarter than God. <laughs> he said, I'll figure out another way. <laughs> Isn't that familiar what people say? Oh, I, I'll serve God at my house. I can serve No, 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 no. I want to give you two scriptures. Why couldn't God accept Cain's offering, sacrifice? Why couldn't he just slip this one over and say, God, just turn your eye don't see it. Look past it. Please, uh, just, just overlook this. And that's the question. Did God know that Cain's going to do and get angry and murder Abel? And God could slip it over and say, it didn't happen. Nope. I want to give you that two scriptures that will explain why God couldn't and God wouldn't accept his sacrifice. Colossians 1.15 says, Jesus, the firstborn. 1 Corinthians 15.20, Jesus, the first fruit. <laughs> the firstborn and the first fruit, and he was sacrificed unto God, <laughs> unto mankind, laid down his life so that we can experience this. Now, the New Testament just told us that Jesus is the firstborn and the first fruit. Abel brought first fruit. Cain did not brought first fruit. Abel brought, listen, <laughs> first fruit. Cain did not. God did not accept it and Cain got angry. Oh, my word. This is very powerful. We normally say how Cain was offended. But actually, he offended God. God was offended. <laughs> oh, my word. He was incredibly offended. Why? Because Cain had the audacity of bringing him something that was not the first. And do you know why? And This is the end of this thing. Because the firstborn and the first fruit since Genesis chapter 3 always represents Jesus. Hmm. I'm going to say it again. Since God prophesied and gave the word 
and he told Satan, your head will be crushed, so he's got brain damage and his teeth is out. <coughs> and he said, it will be the seed of the woman. Now, from that time on, Jesus, everything, the first, always represent Jesus. Cain offended him by a gift, a sacrifice, supposed to represent Jesus, but it was not from his heart. It's very crucial, this truth that we speak on. God will not accept a gift that's not from your heart. Because you cannot serve what? Mammon and God at the same time. Why is there offerings? Why do we need to go to church on Sunday? Sunday is the first day. Why must my first thoughts, my first hour, or my first of my time, my first of my finances, the first of everything? Anzel was about seven days old when we dedicate her. Now, we were teenage parents, and we hold her up to the Lord in a meeting there in Bredell. And said, God, we give her back to you. I did the same with Tasha. We did the same with everyone. And say, God and our grandkids, listen, this is what we give to you. The first. Now, that's why they serve God today. Because, listen, it's a decisive action. God leaves it up to you to follow the principle or reject the principle. Do it your way, many other plans in a man's heart, but it's only the purposes of God that will prevail. Now, Colossians 1.18 tells us that he, it's not that he only will not do it, he can't do it, because God is bound to the word. The head of the body, that means preeminent. Now, only one time this word is in the whole Bible, that Jesus must have the preeminence. Now, listen, this is very important. In other words, above all, he's the first, the most important. Now, that must be a powerful thing. Jesus must have preeminence. Now, let me tell you what is preeminence or eminence. It's the highest in honor, the highest in rank, and the highest in power. So Jesus is the highest in honor, the highest in rank, the highest in authority, in power. <laughs> Pre in English means before. So the Greek means first. So preeminence means the highest in rank, in honor, and power. And this is what he is and not what he does. <laughs> Did you hear that? A lot of these titled people wants to be treated like kings and bodyguards and all this garbage nonsense because that's not what they is, that's what they does, that they feel they're important. And that's not with Jesus. It's what he is. And then what he can do. This is who he is, not what he does. He's the first, and he never can be 
second or third. Oh, my word. Therefore, closing, Jesus can never receive anything that is not the first in rank, in honor, and in power. First of your time, first of day, first day of the week, first week of the month, <laughs> first month of the year. Come on, somebody, in rank, in honor, and in power. 1 John 3, 16, he says, For God so loved that he gave his only begotten, his firstborn. God gave his highest, his best, his first fruit, his best a gift that he gave to us. Now, will you give him today your highest, come on, your first and your best gift? That's you. <laughs> it's talking about you. Will you give him you? If it's you, then any, every other thing will follow. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Abel gave his heart. God accepted. <laughs> Listen. Cain did not. He was rejected. With that comes your time, your gifts, your talents, your money. People have a problem giving to God. Giving their time. Giving them uh, the first day of the week, that Sunday. And the problem is they never really gave their hearts fully to the Lord. God wants you to be fruitful. And because he wants you to be fruitful, he said, give me your heart. So, well, I serve God. I'm a Christian. Yeah, that all that is wonderful. But does God have your heart? People are married, but they still got their previous girlfriend's phone number and they communicate with them. And the, the girlfriend they have now say, do you love me? Oh, love you. You're the only one. Ba, 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 ba. They lie. <laughs> How will it be to be married to somebody and he doesn't love you with all of his heart also? Now, if you love God half-heartedly, your life will spin in chaos because that's why people don't follow the instruction. They overlooked Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, and even the kingdom mission, chapter 10. The whole thing about the principle of first is to bring us back that we will love God with everything. And then when we love him with everything, that we, he knows he can trust us to turn the world upside down. The greatest harvest will be released and come forth when the church of Jesus Christ love him again with all of their heart. They didn't. Now, you've heard me speak about this. The whole idea of God in the book of Genesis from that time on 
was to see what's in people's hearts. That's why Abraham got the instruction, go and sacrifice your son. God didn't say any son. He said the one that he loved. Otherwise, Ishmael would be sacrificed. He said, Isaac. God was not after Isaac. He's not interested in human sacrifices. He had to test Abraham to the T. What's in his heart? Now that I know, when he was ready to kill Isaac, that you love me. That's actually what that paraphrase is. With your whole heart, that you love me more than Isaac. Then all these blessings will come. That's a Matthew 6, 33 foundation in the New Testament. Now listen to this. In Proverbs chapter number 3, honor, verse 9, the Lord. Honor the Lord, how? With your capital and sufficiency from righteous labors and with the first fruits of all your income. Wow. Pastor Lee, when he prophesied about 2021, he said this is a year not to stop sowing, keep on sowing. He says, how the first belongs to God. What will happen when I do Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9? Verse 10 says, So shall your storage places be filled with plenty, and your vat shall be overflowing with new wine. Wow, because God wants the wine to drip from the mountains. He wants to give you an overflow like you have never seen before. And wouldn't you say that Proverbs 3 connects with Matthew chapter 6, 33 in the foundation that you need to build a strong life. I've seen many preachers, many people, Many individuals, many business people with a lot of potential, great potential to shake the world. But because they suffer of the principle of first seeking God. But seek, aim at, and strive after first of all his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and then all these things taken together will be given you besides. And verse 33, I'm closing. So do not worry. When I seek his kingdom, he, he, he clothed the lilies of the valley and <laughs> he takes care of the sparrow, his eyes on the sparrow. And they have not lack, they come not short. He says, so do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for its day, it's its own trouble. But he says, you and I need to live in kingdom principles to reap the kingdom harvest. Life and have it in abundance as God has it. Tonight, I want to encourage you. I had to speak over and over that you can grasp the foundation. It's a heart issue. Serving God is not a mind issue first. It's first a heart issue. Your heart can be because the good, acceptable, perfect will of God 
and your mind tries to pollute your heart, the enemy works with the speed of a thought. And how many thoughts that you already had in 2021 that the enemy tries to get you negative and worry and fearful about the next step of your life. While if you put God first, the book of Malachi, it says, if I am your father, where's my honor? It's all about honor. Put God first. The first day belongs to him. The first time when you open your eyes, the first month of the year, that's why we redeem at the end of this month, if we have 100,050, doesn't matter what money we as a toy family and Duplessis and Fontoner and Smith family have, <laughs> what we do is we sow all that money to redeem the rest of the year. That's why God could take care of us in 2020. Not having services. Had to have to have 7.2 million uh, for the year budget. And it's not my money. I, I don't get a salary. I work for God for free. <laughs> for this ministry. It's to do everything we need to do. But every year, and since we have done that, we have seen God move in a super natural way. I had this morning a voice note of somebody. God said, pay this month the, the buildings uh, uh, of uh, Powerhouse, the Brackenfell section. You know, that's 49,000 rand. That's a lot of money if you don't have it before you buy tea or coffee. Ah, but God, because we redeem the rest. I refuse to have a ministry that's got a broken neck donkey and try to work my life out and ride a broken neck donkey and work with a broken neck donkey. No, we redeem it by the principle of first. And every person that took hold of that promise, that word, there's testimonies all over. You see how they tap into the supernatural power of God. Come on, family. The first day we were slain, 2020, slain by covet and negativity and negative information and betrayed and my word people's motives were exp exposed and it's a self-centered it's all about me and i and myself god had to expose these things by what happened but now it's revival time to turn back to life so that we not only revive you can be revived in a minute then start walking in resurrection power, in the third day, dimensions of God. God love you. We love you. You're phenomenal. And live that great life. Now, if you don't know Jesus tonight, make him first. Maybe you say, I'm a Christian. I've served God so many years. And yeah, but is he first in your life? Everything you have, does that belong to God? Is God the first one, so that your life can be in divine order? Or is something else controlling you and manage your decisions and your life? Be very cautious. The principle of first. If you don't know Jesus, say, Lord Jesus, I heard the word of the Lord. That's why my life, <laughs> I can be successful. I'm survival mode or I am just a hurricane survivor. But God, I don't, I'm miserable. I want to be significant. 
because you call me to produce fruit. You want me fruitful. And it only happens when I am realigning my life to kingdom principles and kingdom mission. God, forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Put my name in the book of life. From this day on, I will be a Matthew 4 verse 19 person from the Amplified. <laughs> Follow you as your disciple and let you guide my life so that I can be a fisher of men. That's who I want to be. If you served God and you discover tonight that you come short and God is not first because your mind is a war zone that goes like this all the time, then up, then down, then positive, then negative. Make this decision tonight. I want to help you. And God's excited about you to say, Jesus, I put you tonight first. I want to love you, Lord, with all of my mind, all of my heart, all of my strength, all of my ability, with everything. Here's my heart. I give it to you. Now you have everything, Lord. And I'm going to use it for kingdom purposes, for your glory, so that your name can be lifted high. And I know I will never have lack. I can tap into the promises of God and always be a champion. If you need a miracle for physical healing, by his stripes you have been made whole. Stand on the word, build your life on the word, and you will have world word results. God bless you. Gustav de Toy. Here out of the Belleville area, Tigerback Hills and Leuvenstein. And from our home to your home, we love you and live the life. Tomorrow morning, the keys of faith. And tomorrow night with Pastor Emila, the Zoom meeting with prayer. On January the 11th, we're going into a prayer until the end of the month. Because prayer is important to give God this month as his month for us to experience the greatness. God bless you and we love you. Let us know from where you're watching. There's some information on the screen if you want to show where you want to go. Do it and God bless you and you are destined for greatness in Jesus' name.